What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. I hope you guys have enjoyed your week so far. I hope you guys are enjoying your weekend as it starts. A big weekend if you're UFC fans. Uh, this is the trilogy, but I'm not going to go too far into that. If you want to see my picks, go follow me on Instagram. If you're listening to this on Apple, don't forget to hit that plus button at the top. Uh, Apple kind of messed up all their uh, downloads and how people follow podcasts. So just make sure you're following. Make sure you're getting updates. And if you want to stay close to the podcast, uh, go to DaltonKJensen.com. Also, follow me on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter because I'm doing 100 days. I'm about day three into 100 days of the lessons that I've learned since doing this podcast and uh, got some really good feedback. So if you guys want to check that out, I'm on LinkedIn, Dalton K. Jensen. I'm on Facebook, Dalton Jensen. I'm on link, uh, Twitter at Dalton K. Jensen. So uh, pretty much all the same. If you type in Dalton K. Jensen on social media, I am there. Now, without further ado, let me introduce my guest today, Daniel Blue, who's a regular contributor to Forbes.com. He's the owner of Quest Education. Uh, we talked a lot about that. They help entrepreneurs obtain capital for their companies, pay off high interest debt, and use self-directed retirement accounts to invest in alternative assets. So we talked a lot about that self-directed IRA. Uh, If you have questions about that, reach out to Daniel Blue uh, and his company at Quest Education. Um, He's been on a lot of podcasts. He's been uh, on, like I said, Forbes quite a bit. Uh, And check it out. He's got his own podcast, How Winners Win. So if you want to check that out, please do wherever you listen to podcasts. But we had a great conversation just on all the ways that you can prepare for your future as an entrepreneur, ways that you can take advantage of uh, tax accounts and IRA accounts while you're young. And this was a great one. So please uh, tune in, tell me what you think, and let's get this rolling. Thank you so much for listening and welcome Daniel Blue. Welcome everybody. This is Don Jensen. And you're tuning into The Thinking Project. All right, cool, man. Well, we're rolling. Thanks for joining me, Daniel. Dalton, thank you for having me, man. We're going to rock and roll. <laughs> Absolutely. So you're the owner of Quest Education. And, yes, and you, also do, you also do a lot of other things as far as like teaching business owners and, um, and individuals a lot about finance. I know one of your big things is like get people out of like high interest debt. Right. So why don't you tell me a little bit in your words though, how this got started and what, and what you do. Yeah. So the, the problem that we solve in the marketplace is helping people access their money in their retirement accounts, like a 401k or IRA in a penalty and tax-free way. So, you know, society conditioned us to put money in a retirement account and that money is locked away and we can't touch it until we are retired. And yeah. if we do manage to touch it, we're going to pay 30, 40% in penalties and taxes at the IRS. Well, that, that's not true. Um, maybe there's a need for you to use your retirement money in a different way besides the stock market. Um, so, for example, I've got a client here in town. She uh, used to be in the hair business, used to work the nine to five you know, employee road. And she wanted to start an online business and she had money in a retirement account and wanted to be able to access that money in a way that was penalty and tax free to start her online business. 
And uh, she wasn't getting any love from her financial advisor. They, they weren't able to really help her facilitate this. So we educated her on uh, what's called a solo 401k. And then from there, she was able to access her retirement account dollars, penalty and tax free, use that money to buy a bunch of products for her FBA for her online business. And now she's not working as an employee. She's working full time from home and she's her own boss. Right. That's that's the American dream in, in being able to uh, facilitate that. Yeah, I really like that idea because actually that's one that hits kind of near and dear to me. Um, so I got my accounting degree um, and obviously learned a lot about that. But I'm but I, I quickly realized like entering into the accounting field that I didn't want to be like a CPA. I wanted to be more of like an entrepreneurial accountant, right? Kind of like helping people know the numbers, but love their business. And I wanted to start a business. And so I'm like, I'm like, man, but where am I going to get the capital? And then I realized, you know, I had money in a 401k cause I worked for Honda for a long time. And, uh, and yeah, kind of navigating through that because there's a lot of people who have like healthy 401ks. Um, but they want to start a business and they could probably do better on returns starting their business than if they left it in the stock market. And I'm assuming that's kind of what you go for. I mean, it really comes down to just solving a problem. Um, okay. I think a lot of people in the financial space can get a bad rap in the sense of they're there to just push insurance. They're there, there to push stocks and just sell you a bunch of stuff to give you commission and for them to get commission. And they're really, they don't care. And I'm not saying that's all financial professionals, uh, but I think a lot of people can agree that most of this stuff just goes over people's head and they don't want to deal with it. And at the end of the day, um, they'd rather leave it in someone else's hands. And I'm not here to tell people what's right or wrong. I'm, our company is here is just to provide information, pull the curtain back, really just give them the financial game, the playbook, and let them run with it. So to your point, there's been plenty of people, once we educate them on the concept of accessing the retirement account dollars, penalty and tax-free, they're like, okay, so I've got my money in this 401k making me 8% a year, and it's in these stocks that I have no control over, and the right. stock market can take a crap anytime. Right. Or I could use that same money and put it in this business that I feel way more confident about. Like that's a no brainer yeah. for some people. Right. And that that same logic can also go to the debt. You know, maybe someone right now listening, watching has, you know, twenty thousand dollars in credit card debt and they're paying 20 percent interest. You're getting crushed if you are paying double digit interest rates. And yeah. especially if it's credit card debt, your utilization rates going up, your credit score is going down. Same logic. Maybe you've got this retirement account that's making you five, six, seven, eight percent a year, whatever it is. If it's a lot lower than the amount of money you're paying in interest on your debt, it might make sense to access your retirement account penalty and tax-free, pay off the high interest rate credit card debt, and then there's a way for you to re replenish your retirement account so you're not robbing from your future. So there's a few different ways, a few different approaches. We just like to take the approach here at Quest Education. Let's just ask questions. Let's understand where's point A, where is this person starting, and map it out. Where are they trying to go? How, what problems can we solve along the way? And, and that's worked well for us over the years. Well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What do you find most people get caught up with when you pitch this idea? Because it's easy for someone like you and me, like, like I had, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a big amount, but I had, you know, I had 10 K that I wanted to access in my, in my 401k because it was enough for the business that I wanted to start. Right. And, and that's, and that's a lot of money for some people. Yeah. And so it was, but it was easy for me. It was like, I want to start this business. I know that I can make it back or double it or, or that I'll get out of it. Um, but what, what do you, what do you think is the challenge for some people when they, when you pitch this idea to them that, that they get hung up on? 
Uh, well, one, the qualifying factor, um, the IRS okay. will let you take out 50% of the account value or 50,000, whichever number is less penalty and tax free. Um, okay. so we like to talk to people that have at least $30,000 or more. Right. Um, if I would have talked to you, you know, with that 10,000, I probably would have been like, Hey man, if you do take the money out, you know, you're able to take $5,000 out, but then, you know, you're, it just might make more sense for you to just to cash it out. Right. I mean, maybe yeah, yeah, tax yeah. rate and, and I'm not here to give advice or tell you what you should have done, but it just depends sure, on like sure, your sure. income that year, you know, things like that. So it just comes down to the dollar amount for sure. And then also the skepticism, right? Right. I mean, right. That's a lot of, what I was getting yeah. To. And a lot of times people are just like, well, why hasn't my financial advisor told me about this? Well, <laughs> well follow the money. I don't know. He wants it in there. <laughs> yeah, for for sure. I've, I've got a book coming out, uh, Blueprint to Your Best Retirement, coming out in August, and one of the okay. chapters talks about uncovering fees. I can't tell you, Don, how many people talk about say this. Well, I don't have any fees for my retirement account. Like, I don't see any fees on my statements. I okay. So I never knew Fidelity was a nonprofit. <laughs> Like I never knew Wall Street were nonprofits. That's news to me. Like that's cool. Kudos to for them. Sure, yeah, well, sure. you know, we, we know that's not true. So there's a lot of hidden fees. You got to follow the money. Wall Street, and you alluded to this earlier, they want money inside the account. They make one, 2% a year assets under management. Why are they going to yeah. teach you a method to access your own money penalty and tax-free to start, start your dream business so you can quit your job? Why are they going to teach you a concept that's going to allow you to access your retirement money, penalty and tax free to invest into real estate? Yeah. It doesn't make them money. So they're not going to be forthcoming a lot of the times and explain this. So it's getting over that skepticism and it's like, okay, well, I've never heard of this before. Is this even legitimate? And you know, the audience is going to get one nugget solo 401k. Like you can Google it. It's an IRS approved plan. It's for yeah. entrepreneurs that have no W2 employees. Um, it's been around for a long time. It's, it's the real deal. Oh, for sure. Well, and what's crazy is, is like someone who has an accounting background personally, like people don't understand that there are so many loopholes. Like one of the things I get frustrated with as just someone who like, I'm sure you do is like, I don't understand why Amazon's not paying any taxes or why Elon Musk isn't paying any taxes or anything like that. And they're, and they're mad at like this, this fake, and I don't want to get into politics, but they're mad at like this fake system. And I'm like, it was created so that you could, it's literally written there. There's nothing illegal about what they're doing. You know what I mean? And so like, they get mad about this thing, but I'm like, I can show you how to do it if you want. (laughs) Like I want to learn how to pay no taxes. I'm like, I, all right, let's do it. Cause there's ways, you know what I mean? And so, but people just don't know that, or they think that like there's some shady stuff going on. And most of the time it's completely legitimate. You just got to know what you're doing. That's why I love masterminds. Yeah. Being around uh, other people and a bigger network, you can get to see what other people are doing. Right. And you get to hear these other strategies. I mean, it just comes down to who you're surrounding yourself with. Right. If you're hanging around a bunch of people that aren't entrepreneurs that aren't thinking bigger, you know, you're going to get a lot of pushback. Like, well, that sounds like a scam. Like, okay. (laughs) You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's a, yeah, it's a matter of explaining it in a, in a logical manner that's simple. Um, but then also people have to do their research and due diligence, too. And we always tell people, like, just Google it. Go to the IRS's website. It's on the IRS. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's a matter of, of giving them the proper education. So tell me, so you have your company, but then you were just saying that 
Um, you know, you're working on this book, Blueprint to Your Retirement. What are some of the things that you hope people learn now so that they can take advantage of of their retirement um, versus, you know, being really scared? Because there's a lot of people. I, I really think that there's like a, a retirement crisis. You know, a lot of people just I don't, I don't know what it is either, man. What, what are your insights? <clears throat> yeah. One thing that we're having a lot of conversations about and actually we're just talking to someone today about it is the concept of taxes going up. Right. No matter who you mm-hmm. voted for, Trump, Biden, who cares? <laughs> taxes are going up regardless. Right. So how can you make sure five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, like you're in a good spot. And one thing that we talk to people about is the solo 401k. If you qualify for it, you can contribute up to $58,000 per year into that plan. And you can make that contribution as a Roth contribution. That's yeah. a game changer. And, and for the people that don't know what a Roth contribution is, that's basically you taking $10,000, putting it into a Roth solo 401k paying taxes on that 10,000. So you still have to claim that 10K as income, but it grows tax-free and it stays tax-free. So if that 10,000 grew to 100,000 over a period of time, that's 100% tax-free. So you're paying taxes on the seed, not the harvest. So even Mm -hmm. if the tax rate were to double, it doesn't affect you, right? So having a, a bucket of money that is Roth is super, super important, especially in the year 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Roth IRAs. I don't, don't know. Not, not sure why uh, a lot of people don't, don't get the Roth ones. You know what I mean? Probably because like a lot of us are just so dependent on like employers, um, like 401ks and like matching and stuff like this. I'm like, you can start a Roth on your own and you can like bypass your 401, you know, try, but trying to tell somebody that like, Hey, you know, you don't have to do it with your company. Like, it's great. Like if they're matching, like go for it, but if they're not matching and and it's just there, like, why don't you just go start your Roth IRA? It's going to serve you way better in the long run. It just comes down to uh, financial literacy, but then also commitment, right? Like commitment. How committed are you to having a better financial plan now and in the future? Cause that takes time, right? That takes time researching it on your own or researching and making sure that who you're getting advice from, who you're working with is, is the proper type of, of information, right? Like trust, but verify, right? Like I hear something cool. Like I'm going to go talk to other successful entrepreneurs that are way more successful than me and get yeah. their input. You know, I'm going to Google, I'm, I'm going to check. Right. And, and that takes commitment. That takes time. And <laughs> a lot of people don't want to put in that kind of work. So you're right. It's, Roth IRA, you can only put in 6,000 a year. It's not much, but shoot, if you did that every year for 10 years, that's 60K in contributions. And if that were to yeah. come down and grow every year, there's no reason why you can't have a couple hundred grand just chilling and it's 100% tax free. 100% tax free. That when you pull out, you're, you know, you can do whatever with it, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different strategies, man. So yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that's the main goal with, with what I have going on right now. Um, our mission, you know, our core values, mm-hmm. what, what we bring to the table as a company. Um, you know, I've got a small firm out here in Las Vegas, got 14 employees and, and we're super oh, proud, wow. passionate about, you know, giving people the game, pulling the curtain back and, and educating them. And then, you know, through uh, my book that's coming out in August, uh, want to give people the, the playbook, have them get a taste and, and much more than that, actually information that's actionable that they can use to better their situation. And then, uh, you know, I've got a podcast 
uh, called How Winners Win and uh, yeah, talk good. a little bit about financial literacy in, in that regard, but also just sharing the entrepreneurship and, and personal struggles to help people win with their finances, their business and, and their personal life. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, th- so I have a lot of questions, like there's a lot that I want to talk about, but the first thing I think that would be beneficial is how did all this start? So is this something that you always wanted to do? Like, like teach people about financial literacy or, or how did this all come about? No, man, I, um, I, I truly believe there's a couple of different ways to get to your, your calling, so to speak, right. You've got the sports star that was like, man, I was five years old in the backyard shooting, you know, sky hooks. And I pictured myself, you know, in the NBA championship, like, that's cool. Like that, that's awesome. Um, you've got people that are business owners now and, and we're, you know, I was five years old selling baseball cards, you know, I was mowing lawns and had my own business at seven. Heck yeah. That's, that's cool, man. Like that just wasn't me. Um, so I think there's that, that side people that have those grand thoughts and ambition yeah. at a young age. Um, and then there's people that were molded by their environment and they saw things happen and they're like, well, I don't want that to happen to me. Right. So I'm, I'm yeah. on that side. Um, I grew up middle class. Um, when I was 12 years old, things really changed. My dad moved to Mexico. My parents got divorced. Um, and now I'm just being my mom. My mom's working all day. She's a social worker at this time. I'm 12 years old. I'm going into puberty, trying to figure out who, who I am. And I have no supervision. All right. So I start getting into drugs hard, in, yeah. in high school. Um, I start hanging out with the wrong crowd. And uh, just really was going down a really bad path. Um, and then I was still kind of fighting some internal demons with divorce and seeing my dad leave and, and things like that. So I was struggling there. And uh, I barely passed my junior year in high school in California. And then before I started my senior year, my mom was like, hey, you got to get out of here. You got to get out of town. There's no way you're going to graduate if you stay the course. Um, so we had one family that we knew in St. George, Utah. And she's just like, I feel good about shipping you to St. George, Utah. Let me call them and see if you can hang out with them and stay with them and, and go to school with them. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm down, whatever. Um, so thank God for them. Um, shout out to this severe family. I was able to stay with them. I went to Dixie High, in St. George, and uh, I, I was able to graduate. Uh, I was still lost, though. I didn't know who I was. I didn't have standards. I didn't have core values. I, I was still lost. I was still struggling and uh, ended up getting into sales um, because society told me to go to college. So I graduated high school. I went to Dixie State. I, I played soccer. The only reason why I went to college was to play soccer. I didn't even go to class because I was like, what am I going to school for? Like, I have no plan. Like, I don't know what kind of degree. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, soccer was done. Three months into my freshman year, I'm like, OK, now what? Um, I'm roofing at the time. And, and for the people that know St. George, Utah, the weather is like 120 degrees in the summer and I'm on the roofs roofing, right? It's hot, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. this ain't my life. Um, and just by meeting the right people, I was able to get in sales, had no idea I would be in sales at 18. Um, but I just excelled at sales, just being able to communicate. I think me playing sports as a kid helped with, with those, uh, that skill set, I was communicating with people and, and leading a group of people. So I was able to move up the ranks. Um, I always wanted to make a hundred grand, like just seeing my mom struggle and, and us just be a, in a tough spot. Um, I, I just wanted to make a hundred grand. It's like, if I can make a hundred grand, like mama, we made it like we're rich. And we know how naive that that is. So, um, yeah, I, I did yeah. that at 18, but then I never knew how to handle money. I never saw people with money. So mm, I started yeah, spending more than yeah. I was making. 
Um, I ended up getting addicted to Oxycontin at this time because again, back to my point, I didn't know who I was. I didn't have standards. So, you know, people were going to influence me in a bad way. Um, so I got uh, addicted to Oxycontin and, um, ended up having a kid at 19. I got a girl pregnant in St. George, Utah at 18 years old. Um, so here I am like, dude, I'm, I'm a druggie. I'm 19 years old. I just have a kid. Like what, what am I doing with life? And, um, I, de- I truly believe that God gave me a, a daughter for a reason. Um, at that point in my life, I was a kid having a kid. I didn't even know how to raise a kid. And all mm-hmm. I knew, I was just, uh, I didn't want to give her a bad life. I didn't want to be absent in her life. So um, she definitely helped me get clean. I'm 32 years old today. I've been clean for 12 years. Um, and uh, that was definitely a pivotal moment for me. Um, so being able to be a dad at that age and, and get into sales uh, and networking, I was able to, to get to the point where I am today. Wow. What a cool story. What, what, um, what was your first sales job? Uh, so real estate coaching. I don't know if you remember the radio station. Um, right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Was, uh, yeah. Right, so, so my brief time in St. George, we, we learned a lot about the history. So I, I know we were with, you know, one of the older guys in St. George and he, every time he would drive us around, he would be like, let me tell you a story about the so so I, he briefly mentioned that, but yes, yeah, yeah, man, that's uh, that's where I got started. I was 18 years old. It's so funny, man. I was roofing at the time, and networking, guys, is the key, right? We all hear it. it, it yeah, it's, it's 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 not what you know; it's who you know. And um, <laughs> at, yes. at, this, at, at this time, I'm roofing. I'm remember that Chili's there in, in San yeah. one and only. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I was roofing Chili's. So I was remodeling oh, wow. it and I was hating life, bro. And uh, I got invited to a, a party and the owner of the house Halloween party that I went to, I walk in his house and I look at his house. I'm like, man, you got a nice house, bro. I'm like, what do you do for a living? He's like, sales. He's like, what about you? And he just goes into closed mode. I'm like, a roof. He's like, you like it? I'm like, Hell no. he's like, yeah, no one likes it. He's like, you want a job? I'm like, I look at his house. I'm like, yeah, why not? He's like, show up at my office tomorrow. So I showed up at his office. Before I walk in the office, I just see, you know, this is 07. So I see like Range Rovers, Beamers, Mercedes. And uh, I was like, dang, these dudes are making money. And I walk in the office and it's just like, boom, huge, just buzz. And all these dudes are just jamming. I'm like, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Dude, that's sweet though. There is something, there's something great about sales. I feel like every, every, entrepreneur, the least that I've met started out in sales. And it's very like, I, I have a very similar story. Like I was uh, working construction, like my grandpa, I, I'm from Iowa. My grandpa's just a construction guy the whole time. It was like this. And I remember similar to you, like showing up one morning at like four in the construction thing. And I was like, I was like, there were no other, at the time in my family, there were no other college graduates in, in my family. My mother had like a, a recreational degree um, in college, but like she wasn't making money with it, but I was like, dude, I do not want to do construction the rest of my life. Like I've got to figure out something to do. Like I got to go to college. I got to do something cause I'm not doing this. And I drove by a car dealership and, uh, and I, I had been told in high school that I was like, uh, you know, everybody thinks you'll be a good salesman. So I was like, I got nothing to lose. <laughs> Might as well. And so I did. And, and then it kind of took off, but you, but, um, but it was because of like networking. Like I had friends who kept telling me like when I would go places, like you shouldn't be doing this, man. You, you like to talk to people. You like to help people. Um, and I feel like that's what sales is. You know, that's a big part of it. And a big part of networking is just 
finding ways to help people. Yeah, straight up. I think uh, that that's something that probably a lot of people can relate to is people think like you have to be so ultra clear on what you want. And like, that's absolutely true. Like you do have to be really defined in, in who you are, what you want, where you want to go. But when you're young and you're trying to figure it out, I was on the other side. I didn't know what I wanted. I was just super clear on what I did not want. Right. Like I did <laughs> that, not want to yes. live paycheck to paycheck. I did not want to have a scarcity mindset mm. and see my mom struggle. Right. Like, so I was just mm. really clear on what I did not want and and knowing what I did not want. I was willing to find opportunities to, to put in the work and bust my butt to make sure I didn't get those things that I didn't want. And then as I matured and got older, I could get more clear on, okay, like this is where I want to be in two years, three years. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I like what you brought up there because, because a lot of people do get hung up on that. They're like, what am I going to do? But if you have the, if you have the, this is what I don't want. And I have this idea, then it kind of, then as you start working towards things, it starts to evolve, right? Like your goals, your goals start to evolve. Like I started this podcast, you know, a year and a half ago and like I've, it's opened a lot of doors for me that I wouldn't have never thought that I would have never thought of, but it's, but it's because I I didn't want to stay in the place that I I was at. And it sounds like you have a similar story with that. And it sounds like, I mean, that's a great place to start if if you got to start, you know what I mean? For sure. You figure out what you don't want and then you work your butt off. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. We're, yeah. Work your butt off for sure, yeah. man. Because one of the things that you talk about that I always love to, because, you know, um, I, re- I was reading in your bio and everything talking about just pl- d- playing the cards that you were dealt right in life. Like sometimes you don't get to choose circumstances, but you can definitely choose how you get out of them and how you, and how you make your life. What are some of the points that you tell people like to capitalize on or, or how do you teach people to just to play the best hand with the cards that they're dealt. Yeah. I mean, you brought up a really good point. It's, it's, it's how you react. It, it's what you do. The, the world is not fair, right? Like <laughs> at the end of the day, like no one's going to get the cards that they want to get. You know, I think when we're younger, you know, we can get that pass, right? Like I'm 12 years old. My parents divorced. My dad moves to Mexico and now it's just me and my mom. Um, I didn't choose that, right? Like sure, I was sure. dealt that card, right? But then I'm 18 years old and I'm choosing to get high. I'm doing Oxycontin. Like I chose that, right? So as you get older, you have more influence on the cards that are being dealt. And, and there are some you know, events that, you know, the universe or God or the creator has to do with, and it's out of your control. But other than an act like that, like you have control over over everything. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think it takes going through some tough moments in your life where you get to a point where you either play the victim and you sulk and, and you complain, or you're just like, okay, cool. Like this happened to me because of this lesson that I'm learning or this is going on mm-hmm. because this is making me tougher. And when I come out on the other side, I'm going to have way more wisdom and be way more better off. Right. So it's about perspective and and that comes with, with age, right. That comes with wisdom, but mm-hmm. you can speed that process up by surrounding yourself with, with other people that have been there, gone down that path and, and can share some of that wisdom as long as you're receptive to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally true because it's tough for me to see and to, and to talk to people who, who have a hard time with this scarcity mindset, with this idea that, you know, things happen 
to me and there's nothing I can do because it's, it's just so frustrating for me. It's like, I want to just grab them and like shake them and be like, no, dude, like we can snap out of this and we can do this. And there's people right next door to you who are doing the same thing that we can really draw inspiration from. And, and I appreciate you coming on and, and everything you're doing because it's just another one of those things that's like, look, it's hard, but like, you know, you can figure this out. And, uh, and I guess that's part of, you know, I haven't had a chance to listen to how winners win, you know, your podcast, but I'm definitely going to tune in because I mean, it's just, that that's what you want to know. That's what we want to know is like, how, how do I make this happen for me? Like, when is it my turn and how do I make it my turn? Yeah. And, and I think we all can get caught up in it. I I've been guilty of this sure. thinking your situation is so unique, right? Like, there's people out there that are struggling the same way that you are. In fact, they actually have a worse hand and have a worse situation and they're making the most of it. They're actually doing better. Right. right. So, you know, the world keeps spinning. It's like, okay, you're <laughs> going through something that sucks and like you have yeah, to move yeah. on. There's still things that you need to do the next day. There's people still counting on you. You're still losing time. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's not promised that you're going to wake up tomorrow and be alive. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, you, you got to be grateful for what you do have and, and focus on what you can control. It's easier said than done, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's, that's how winners win. Right. They focus on what they can control and uh, you know, they, they take massive action. Hey, massive action. I, they, but it's absolutely true though. It's just so crazy to me how, how many times, but, the, but then again, that's why there's so many podcasts like this and why there's so many people like this that, that we can, that we get these principles. And I guess that's where I, I like to be a little different in the sense that I like, I like the story. So I, like, I love your story. Is this, is, is quest education the first uh, business that you owned? Yeah, I was 28 years old. And, uh, oh, nice. this is, this what made is, you uh, want to start it? You know, I, I, when I lost a lot of money, uh, I bought a house in 2008, right before the crash okay. uh, in St. George, <laughs> I, was, I was making hundred grand a year, six figures, um, oh, yeah. bought a Range Rover, bought a house, was on drugs, spending more than I'm making and everything went downhill. You know, you can only sustain so long, especially when you're on drugs. Right. right? So I, I ruined my credit, didn't have anything to show for it. Ended up moving to Las Vegas. Um, this was 2009. Um, and I just vowed, I'm just like, man, like I'm not going down that road again. So when I came back and, and, and moved from St. George to Vegas, you know, I developed different habits. I developed more of a conservative lifestyle. I, I spent way less than what I made. Uh, I focused on building my credit. Um, and as I made more money, I was able to put myself in a position where I'm like, okay, I've always been a high performing employee everywhere I've been. Like, what what's next? Like, I guess right. the next step is being an entrepreneur and controlling my time. And I love sports. I, I was always gravitating towards leading a team and, and being around other people. I'm just like, man, like this whole idea of being a business owner, like, hell yeah. Like I'm, I, I like this. Cause it's just like sports. You're trying to figure out how to put people in the right places and, and how to win, how to get right, the, the, right. on the scoreboard. And I was just like, okay, well, if I can save some money and have good credit and find uh, a, a company or a, a, a service that I can stand behind, I'm just like, let's do it, you know? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I was able to, to really go all in, put a bunch, met, met some right people, met the right people at the right time too. That, that's a big part of, you know, being yeah. a high performer. Um, there's other people along the way that can mentor you, that you learn from. Um, yeah. You got to be in the right place at the right time, but you also have to make sure that you are 
staying ready. So then that way you don't have to get ready when the time presents itself. So there was mm. a, a time that presented itself where my credit was on point. I, I had enough money set aside. I was able to go all in and, and start a quest education, maxed out credit cards, put in a bunch of cash. And, uh, you know, that's what entrepreneurs do. We, we gamble our, on ourselves and we take a bunch of risk. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So what's your number one or, or what are, what are a few things? Cause you mentioned, you know, networking for you was a, was a big part. And, and I mean, it is right. Like, like that's why I love this podcast. One of the main things it did for me was help me network with so many amazing individuals like yourself. Like it helped me just open these doors that I'm like, holy crap, you know, everybody's, you know, and, and people are, are a lot more friendly <laughs> than we realize. Yeah. Like, I think that's the biggest thing I learned about networking is like, I don't know how to network. Well, you didn't even ask, <laughs> you know what I mean? But for you, like, like what were some of the secrets to networking for you? Like what, what, what were some of the, like, what did you do? How did you do it? Um, just build real relationships, right? Like at the right, end of the right. day, there is that human element, right? And people do business at, with people that they know, like, and trust. And when I sold, when I was on the front lines, when I was selling, I always would see those salespeople that were just like hardcore pitching, um, you know, really sounding desperate, um, just being too pushy. And uh, at the end of the day, like sales, you do have to, you know, have an aggressiveness, sort of speak, right? But there's just that line, right? Networking is the same way, right? It, it, it ha- it's got to happen organically. And you got to find ways that you can bring value to the relationship. If you're trying to network with someone and all you're doing is asking for something, like that's just not going to fly. And it's just like that friend that always wants something from you or every time they talk, they're bitching. And hopefully I can cuss, <laughs> um, right? They're just negative, right? So it's just like yeah, eventually yeah. you're just like, okay, like, I'm losing my patience, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. over this relationship. So, you know, how, how right. can you find ways to add value to that relationship? And I know that's something that's common right now. It's like add value, add value, add value. Yeah, it's just, a buzzword. Be your, just, yeah just be yourself. Like if you can just really be yourself and, and, uh, you know, find ways to stay in front of somebody, uh, in a creative way, um, in, in a way that you can get to know that person better and, and develop an actual relationship there's going to be things that come from it. It might not happen next month. It might not happen two months from now. It might not even happen this year, but like you, you never know. There's been a lot of relationships that I developed and two years later we start doing business. Right. And it just, it just happens. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's the other thing is like, you just never know who you're going to meet too. So always like getting into a relationship, uh, you know, with like whether you're networking or whatever, just coming into that, just ready to like give. You know, and, and value like is a big buzzword right now, like value and trust and rapport and all these things. But but it's really simple. Like, I think we try to like romanticize difficult. Like we like to make things more difficult than they are. At least that's what I've learned, you know, and like a lot of people try to like make networking difficult. It's like, dude, be with people that you like and and just give as much as you can. Yeah. And like just help them. Right. Like there's been plenty yeah, of times yeah. where. I, I talk to people and I can't help them, but I'm just like, okay, you do this. I got a buddy over here that does that. All right, cool. Let me put you guys in a group text. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like just connect people. Uh, that's yeah. been a big, uh, a big thing for me is just connecting people. Right. And again, yeah. the more people that you meet, then you have a bigger Rolodex and you're just like, okay, well he does this, he does that, she does this. And you start yeah, talking to people. Thing. There's, there's always people that have a, a problem or they're always wanting to, have a, something that's a focal point. And it's just like, if you can be a matchmaker, 
like that's certainly giving you equity in that relationship. You're certainly giving more than you're taking, right? With, with, with that kind of relationship. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you were also talking about one of the things I kind of want to go back to, because I thought it was funny. I didn't want to inter- interrupt the flow of anything, but you were talking about, uh, you know, you wanted to make a hundred grand and that resonated with me so much because that's exactly what happened to me. Like when I was in sales, I was like, dude, if I can make a hundred grand, like I'm doing really good. And then I quickly realized that like a hundred thousand dollars a year is not that much money. <laughs> and no, then like, and it's, and, and it's not that much money when you know, like what, what to do with it. Does that make sense? Oh, for, for sure. Um, and again, it just goes back to what I did not want. My first job, I was 16, I bad groceries. Mm-hmm. I made $6 and 25 cents an hour. Okay. Gee. I don't want this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just saw, you know, our, our financial life at that point, single mom I'm in California, it's expensive out there. Social yeah. workers don't make a ton of money. Right. So it's, it's, we're running yeah, a tight ship. Right. So I just knew I'm like, man, a hundred grand a year, like I'm, I'm balling. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, it's just pretty funny to look back at that for sure. It, because you look back at it and you're like, yeah. Cause I do the same thing. I'm like, dude, a hundred, I mean, a hundred grand is not a lot. And, and especially, and it's even less when you don't know what you're doing. And so helping sure. people understand, like, because you also mentioned like, um, you know, the financial literacy part of the game and, and not knowing like you ne- were never around people who handled their money. So is that part of what you do as well? Do you teach people about money? Do you teach people about taxes and, and what they can do? Yeah. So we stay in our lane, you know, our bread and butter is solo 401ks, self-directed retirement accounts. And and just because we're talking about a vehicle like that, you know, then, then credit scores get brought up, then, then funding for their business gets brought up, um, paying off debt gets brought up. Hey, did you know that you could use this retirement account to invest into this flip or this private lending, or you could use it to invest in crypto I mean, just like a lot yeah. of different things you can use a solo 401k for. Um, but again, back to networking and building relationships, we just want to solve problems. So, you know, if a client yeah. comes to us and they're just like, hey, man, like I, I got to I need I need help getting a, an SBA loan or a line of credit. Uh, right. I don't have anyone in house that does that. That's not what we do at Quest Education. But I got this referral partner over here that can help you. Awesome. Let me get you over there. Right. So, you know, essentially we, we are a hub, right. You know, yeah. someone needs help, help with an estate plan, a trust, a will. Okay, cool. We, we got you. You know, we've got a trusted referral partner that, that we work with there. So, um, you know, de- definitely when it comes to financial literacy and, and in that space, you know, we do our best to, to give as much information and value as we can. And if we cannot be the ones to actually fulfill that product, we, we've got someone that can. Yeah, absolutely. So besides business, though, like what, what keeps you going? Like as, as Daniel, like, you know, cause I, as business owners, we, we love it. And as entrepreneurs, we get, we get so involved, but I, but I'm curious, like what else, what keeps you going besides your business or besides this? The chase. Like, <laughs> and it just goes back to sports, man. Like it's funny. I was, I was joking yeah. with a buddy the other day. I started golfing and I don't know why I golf. Like I suck <laughs> and it's frustrating, but I'm trying to get better, right? Like right, right, right. I'm just a, a stubborn MFer, right? Like, <laughs> okay, how, how can I get more customers? How can I get more employees? How can my employees get paid more? Um, yeah, I go, I go to the gym every morning. I like, cool. Like, how can I press more? How can I squat more? Like, I'm just constantly, right. even if it's 
0.01%. Like I'm just trying to get a little bit better every day. That was an improvement, right? yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm 32 years old, so I'm just like, okay, if I can just get a little better every single day, you know, we're going to see what 42 looks like. Time flies, right? So yeah. I'm constantly competing with, with, the, with the person in the mirror. Yeah. Well, and that's who you should, that's who we all should be. I, I think when one of the reasons like for sales for me, uh, I was always like a true athlete only competes with themselves. Like that's how you get better and better. Like, because it's just you versus you. And eventually, you know, you, you pass everybody up because the the better you get, you know, people are, people just don't, don't think like that. Right. And I, I think the same, I think the same way, that's my definition of success is like I, all of it could come and go, but, but knowing that I can get better every day and knowing that um, we can help people every day, like that, that means a lot. And, um, and I feel like that's, that's a more widely accepted, you know, kind of definition of success, but, but what, but what does success look like for you in your business? Like what's a successful day? What's a successful year? Yeah, changing people's lives, man. It's funny. Uh, I, I don't get on the phones too much these days. I don't talk to customers too much these days. You know, I've got sure. an amazing team. Um, but I got a random phone call one day from a, a number I don't have in my caller ID. And I answered <laughs> my phone and he's just like, hey, I'm looking for so-and-so. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, how'd you get my number? He's like, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm like, all right, man, well, I'm looking you up in our Salesforce or CRM. Like, what's up, yeah. Gary? And, uh, and uh, so I gave him what he was looking for. I'm like, hey, man, I'm just curious. Like, I'm the owner of the company. And can you give me some feedback, man? Like, you've been working with us for the last two months. Like, oh, my gosh, dude. Like, your team is awesome. Like, you guys do what you say you're going to do. I paid off $50,000 worth of high interest rate credit card debt. Oh, like, wow. me and my wife are freaking so much happier. Like, we're less stressed. Like, your yeah. team always answers in a prompt manner. Like, I love you guys. And I was like, no. dude. Thank you, bro. Like that, that, that's why we do what we do to, to change someone's life like that and, and give, you know, a, a lot of impact in, in someone's financial situation. So that, that's why we do what we do. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it's very, I mean, that's why we, that's what we should all do. I mean, really at the end of the day, like that, that you, you know, I, I heard it one time, like there's no U-Haul behind a funeral procession, but, but there is people who remember you, you know? Yeah. There, there is a legacy that you can leave. And, and so is that, so what are your, what are your goals, man? Like, what are you trying to do? You know, obviously helping people, obviously, you know, you're talking about changing people's lives, but is there anything other than that, that like you hope this do you hope this does or like that it evolves to, or like that you want to get into? Um, so I, I really want to keep growing, growing quest education. I want to, a lot of the people that uh, are, are with us, they've been with us since day one. So, you know, I want to see them grow. I want to see them make more money. I want to see them get more more skills. Um, so in that For way sure. they can have, you know, uh, a prosperous life. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I love our, our customers, but our employees, they're, they're what's most important. Because if I have crap employees, then I'm going to have crappy customer service. And if I have crappy customer service, I'm not going to have customers. Right. So, you know, do, doing our best to, to make sure that we have good culture and, uh, you know, developing our, our employees so they can have an opportunity to grow. So, you know, really just want to keep growing quest education. You know, we're a three year old company. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, we're, we're a toddler, we're a baby. We still have a long way to go. 
you know, and then I've, I've got a few different endeavors. Like I'm really big into to health, fitness, sports. Okay. Like I'm, I'm going to go play soccer tonight. I'm still on a team, um, indoor soccer. So I love doing that. So I'd, I'd love to coach a team and, and be involved with the team and something like that. But, you know, right now my, my purpose is, uh, you know, being present here with, with the company and, and leading the, the firm um, so we can keep growing and, and adding new customers and, and improving our customer experience and, and, yeah. and providing a better opportunity for the employees as well. So then that way, you know, when the opportunity does present itself, you know, I can delegate more and, and not be as involved in the business and, and, and do other things. Yeah. Kind of put it on autopilot. I mean, that's the, that's the dream though, isn't it? It's like sure. to have a business that you could put on autopilot that to me, that's the definition of passive income or like residual income is like having a business that is on autopilot. You know, you got people you can trust that are happy, that are, that have the same vision and goals as you. And then you can just like keep going and, and, and focus on the bigger picture stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you hit the nail on the head. So I saw about the asset, the assets, the, the team, right? If you, if you can right. have the right team, the right processes, the right systems, the right type of efficiency, the right type of synergy, and, and you, you're solving a problem and you got a great customer service, great, great fulfillment. Like that, that, that's huge. Heck yeah, man. Well, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you, you being here and, and sharing everything with us. So can you tell us like if, if anybody has heard this and wants to get involved with what you're doing or check you out, like where can they find you? Best place would go be to go to danielblue.me. Uh, that's my okay. website. It's got all my social media handles. I'm pretty active on, on Instagram and Facebook. It's got my company's website, Quest Education. Um, also has information on, on podcast, how winners win. We drop an episode once a week there. Um, and then I've got a, a course, uh, teaches people how to make money tax-free touches bases on solo 401ks and, and some of the concepts oh, nice. that we talked on this podcast. So link to the course there. Um, and then, uh, information on, on where to get the book when it comes out in August. So that, that's the hub right there. And then depending yeah. on what you're looking for, whether it's a podcast, whether it's the course, or, or maybe you're someone yeah. that has, you know, 401k from an old job or an IRA and you're like, Oh shit, I know I could do some of these things that Daniel talked about. Then, then go to danielblue.me and then click the link for quest education. Um, and then through that website, you'll be able to, uh, put your contact information and then my team can reach out to you and give you some love. Cool, man. Well, I really appreciate it. Let me ask one more question. You said you mentioned you had a course. How was creating that course? And uh, and did you, are you hosting it anywhere? Like, or is it just on your website? Or are you doing like a Udemy or Thinkific thing? Yeah, we use Kajabi. Um, okay. You know, okay. That's been, yeah. uh, it's, it's funny, man. Like we, uh, one of the episodes, I think it's episode 10, 11 on how winners win. My uh -huh. co-host and I just talk about limiting beliefs and it's just really easy to get caught up having limiting beliefs when it comes to content creation, right? Like, oh, man, yeah. should I start a podcast and people aren't going to care about what I say? Like, man, should I do this video? Like, I look stupid. Yeah. And at, at the end of the day, no one's going to be really good when they first get started. So that's why you just got to take action, right? Like, you got to focus on one or two things, take a bunch of action, make the necessary tweaks, look at the results from the marketplace. Look yeah. at the stats, make tweaks, keep taking action. So yeah, man, the course is fun. Um, I think it's got like nine modules on there and, and we give the playbook there in terms of, you know, everything that you need to know in terms of, you know, making money tax-free with self-directed accounts and solo 401 ks So it, there's no fluff. It's, it's got a bunch of tactical information for, for people that the, they can get some help with. That's pretty cool. I really like that because, um, you know, courses are a big thing and, and I feel like that's the future of education. 
is just we're going to be able to learn from each other for a lot less than a college and and get more out of it. You know what I mean? So that's really cool. And yeah, and you're right about the limiting beliefs. Like one of the things I tell people is just start, like just be okay with you not being like, you're not going to be, you know, whoever. Tony Robbins. The first time time you do a podcast, it's not going to be Joe Rogan or, or some of these other guys, you know, you're just going to just start, dude, just, just get it out there and you'll figure it out as you go. And and that's okay. That's part of, that's part of the journey, man. Well, I appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate everything. And uh, I look forward to reading your book and checking out your podcast and, and, uh, and everything else, brother. Thank you, Don. Appreciate you having me, dude. And, uh, love, love what you're doing, man. Keep, keep on the good fight. <laughs> Thank you.